I hear what you're saying, Alistair, but look, how do we know that a Scaramouche can even do a Fandango? Is a Scaramouche from Spain? Well, Praveen's Scaramouche is from the Arabic for a boastful coward. Perhaps Mercury and colleagues are actually referring to the old Moorish Spain, where Arabic may have been actually quite widely spoken. Okay, well, Alistair, yeah, he's hardly cowardly if he's dancing in the middle of a storm with thunderbolts and lightning, which tend to be very, very frightening. Oh, all right, Barine. Uh, Yeah, hi, listeners. We're getting sidetracked here. Let's refocus. What were we talking about again? Galileo. Galileo? Galileo. Galileo? Galileo 4D. Oh... All right. Yeah, there you got it. All right. So welcome back, everyone, to the Donut of Destiny, the podcast on all things cardiac CT for anyone interested in cardiac imaging. My name is Praveen Ranganath, and I'm with radiology at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston in the United States. And I'm Alastair Moss, a cardiologist at the University of Leicester in the UK. As you've now probably surmised, we'll be discussing the Galileo 4D trial, specifically the CT substudy. This episode piggybacks on one of our previous episodes in which we reviewed the Partner 3 CT substudy and the relationship between TAVR and hypoattenuating leaflet thickening, also known as HALT. If you had listened to the last episode on that, uh, definitely go back and check it out as it sets the discussion for today's episode. So to summarize that previous episode, the Partner 3 trial investigated TAVR in the low surgical risk population. In the CT substudy that included just over 400 patients, HALT was a dynamic process that occurred in roughly one in four valves. The presence of HALT had minimal impact, if any at all, on valve hemodynamics and no significant impact on clinical outcomes. Thanks for the summary there, Alistair. We left off asking if anticoagulation has any impact on HALT since we currently think that HALT represents subclinical leaflet thrombosis. This brings us to the Galileo 4D trial. Alistair, could you talk about the full trial before we jump into the CT substudy? Of course, Praveen. The Galileo 4D investigators sought to compare the effect of rivaroxaban-based strategy to an antiplatelet-based strategy on clinical outcomes after TAVA. Remember, based on current recommendations, patients routinely receive antiplatelet therapy after TAVA, not anticoagulation. The investigators randomized just over 800 patients into each arm, so around 1,600 total patients enrolled. These patients came from various surgical risk categories, mostly low and intermediate risk. The patients also received a variety of different TAVA devices. Most common was the balloon expandable intraannular Sapien 3 device in 47% of patients, and there was also use of the self-expanding superannular Evolutar device in 25%. So what was the difference between rivaroxaban versus an antiplatelet therapy post-TAVR? Well, long story short, rivaroxaban anticoagulation was worse. Specifically, in the rivaroxaban arm, there were more composite deaths and thromboembolic events with a hazard ratio of 1.35 more overall deaths with a hazard ratio of 1.69, and a trend towards more bleeding events with a hazard ratio of 1.50. In fact, it was this trend towards more bleeding events and the concern about more deaths with rivaroxaban that resulted in the early termination of this trial. However, 
I caution listeners from oversimplifying the results of the main trial at risk of jumping to spurious conclusions. For example, while there were worse overall hazard ratios with rivaroxaban in the intention-to-treat analysis, the on-treatment analysis indicated no higher hazard during the period of time when patients were actually taking the drug. In all, there's a tremendous amount to digest in this trial, and I really encourage our listeners to check out the full trial results, which were published in the New England Journal in January 2020. Excellent, Alistair. Can you now bring us to the CT substudy? Sure, Praveen. Of those 1,600 plus patients from the main trial, 231 patients from the 12 sites were enrolled in the CT substudy. Of these 231 patients, 199 of them, that's 97 in the Rovaroxpam arm, and 102 in the antiplatelet therapy arm, got a 4D CT at 90 days post-TAVA, with image quality adequate for analysis. Alistair, I think it's important to note here that CTs were obtained at a single time point three months post-procedure in this trial. This differs from the Partner 3 CT substudy, which evaluated two separate time points in the year after TAVR. Anyway, in Galileo, these 4D CT data were evaluated by a core laboratory for leaflet thickening and for restricted leaflet motion. Both of these metrics were graded using tiered systems. The tiered systems ranged from no thickening with grade zero restricted motion all the way up to greater than 75% leaflet thickening with grade four restricted motion. All right, Alistair, talk to us about the results of the CT substudy. Right, Praveen. First, let's explore the instance of HALT in the two study arms. 12.4% of patients in the River Roxbam arm had at least one thickened leaflet compared with 32.4% in the antiplatelet arm. This result, unsurprisingly, was statistically significant. Okay, so anticoagulated patients have a lower incidence of HALT at three months than those on antiplatelet therapy. This sort of matches a lot of the things that have been observationally reported in the last few years. And Alistair, what about leaflet motion? Well, similar to HALT, there were fewer patients with restricted leaflet motion in the anticoagulation arm compared to the antiplatelet therapy arm. Specifically, 2.1% of patients in the anticoagulation arm had at least one leaflet with grade 3 restricted motion or worse, compared to 10.9% in the antiplatelet therapy arm. Okay, and what about transvalvular gradients and other parameters that are measured by ECHO? Were there any differences between the true treatment groups there? Interestingly, despite the lower incidence of HALT and restricted leaflet motion by CT in anticoagulated patients, there was no difference in any echo parameters between the groups. Hmm. And I presume there were not a sufficient number of patients to substratify these results by, say, risk category or device type, right? Although no multivariate analysis is provided, there were only around 200 total patients in this sub-study. I'm sure you're right in implying that the study isn't powered for this type of analysis. Okay, and well, while I'm inclined to ask about CT findings predicting outcomes, uh, I don't think we should be concluding anything because the event rate is probably so low and the study probably wasn't sufficiently powered for it either. And the investigators felt the same way, Praveen. The adverse event rates of things like death, 
thromboembolic events and major bleeding are reported for each group, but these events occurred in less than 3% of included patients. Thus, the investigators couldn't do any further analysis on a relationship between HALT, restricted motion, and clinical outcomes. Well, all right. So my overall sense of the CT substudy is that anticoagulated patients have less HALT and less restricted leaflet motion when compared to patients who got antiplatelet therapy. But Alistair, how does this fit into the context of the main trial that demonstrated more adverse clinical outcomes in the rivaroxaban anticoagulation arm? Praveen, I think you've made a really interesting implication of the Galileo 4D results here. Many previous studies have demonstrated safety and efficacy of direct oral anticoagulants like rivaroxaban for other conditions. So it's surprising that we see dissonance between HALT and adverse outcomes with rivaroxaban in this post-TAVA population. Hmm. Okay. Alistair, check this out. Here's my hot take. HALT is inconsequential. Whoa, whoa. Hold on there, Praveen. (laughs) I think it's a little premature to start making conclusions like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that's why it's a hot take, right? We know that neither Partner 3 nor Galileo 4D are perfect studies in the diagnosis and treatment of HALT. Sure, we can follow these cohorts for a long time, but we as a scientific community need to know what resources we're willing to dedicate to continued investigation of what we're labeling subclinical leaflet thrombosis. Well, this reminds me of the words of a great Italian astronomer and philosopher. Oh, geez. It's all the time with these esoteric quotes. At this it guy. was Galileo Galilei. He said, all truths are easy to understand once they are discovered. The point is to discover them. You know, despite how cheesy your quotes usually are, I actually agree with this one. Well, thanks, Praveen. And thanks again to our listeners out there. If you like what you hear from us, please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Once again, this is the Donut of Destiny. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.